You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Podcast wherever you get your pods. On this week's edition of Tom's Talks, we visit with 76ers shooting guard forward Furkan Korkmaz. Furkan has become a key player among the 76ers reserves. His three-point shooting has played a big part in the team's success so far this season. Korkmaz in a corner, he receives it, he dribbles, he shoots, he's open, it's in the air, and good! He makes it with .4 to go! The Sixers have tied it at 93! Korkmaz grew up in Turkey and at 15 years old started earning a paycheck to play basketball. He sits down to talk about that and more on Tom's Talks. Well, Furkan, thanks for doing this, and welcome to what we call Tom's Talks, my podcast. I'm sure it was nice to have a day off yesterday after a bit of a busy stretch to restart the season. Definitely. We got some recovery time, as you said. Nice off day. How would you assess or describe the season in general terms? A new coach, some new teammates, the restrictions, the testing, the discipline it takes to go through this season. How would you describe all that? I think uh, I want to start from last year from Orlando. Uh, we said all new game, you know. I think this year was all new game for the Sixers, for the organization. Uh, we had like similar faces, similar players, but like I think overall uh, we had a total different culture this year, you know. Uh, Doug came in, uh, he changed a lot, Daryl Murray, uh, you know, a lot of new people in the organization. I've been here for four years, but I've seen a lot of faces. Uh, I think overall this year is going well for us. I, I, I got to be honest. Like I think we did a really good job uh, until uh, we lost against Milwaukee. We were in the first seed, you know. Uh, things happen. Of course, we're going to lose some games. We cannot win every game, every games. But overall, we look good. I think we have a really good chemistry on the court, off the court. We have a really good friendship in the team. And you can tell in the games too, you know, we are more connected. Uh, we have a better team, better fit. The fourth quarters have been really good, and I know you lost that Milwaukee game, but, you know, when you go back to your the game in Portland, which feels like years ago, but you hit the game-winning shot November 2nd of 2019, 
you hit the game tying shot to force overtime. Has to feel good to a be in those positions and then b to be able to deliver for your team. It was a little bit like a deja vu for me, you know, uh, because it was a similar position. And but the end of today, we couldn't really celebrate it, you know. Uh, when I go back home, I was a little bit like my heart was broken because we couldn't celebrate it. Uh, I made the trip, but at the end of the day, we lost the game. Uh, but I think overall, Milwaukee is a really good team. I think first half we did a really good job keeping them off the glass. Uh, we take everything away from them, and then second half when they just get into rhythm, uh, we couldn't stop them, and then we couldn't show our chemistry for the second half. Uh, but of course, uh, end of the day, we played bad bad second half, but we had a chance to win the game. I think that makes us a good team. You know, uh, we knew that we got a chance, and then uh, we could win it. I think that's the positive part. But you were able to celebrate after that game-winning shot in Portland. Like I said, it was early in the season a year ago. It was November 2nd, and you make the game-winning shot. Your teammates surround you. What was that feeling like? That was one of the memories I felt like, okay, now I'm part of, part of this league, you know, uh, because when I was growing up, I was, of course, thinking about, like, scoring 20 points, 30 points in a, in a game, but... There is not a better moment than winning the game, you know, making the game-winning shots. That was all my dream. I was dreaming about it, uh, and then that feels just, like, different. I know it was the summer league, but you had that 40-point game against Boston in 2018, the first summer league game, and it was one of the best performances ever, scoring-wise, out there. Um, and you scored in a variety of ways. I mean, sometimes people think you're just a catch-and-shoot guy. Did that help? I know it was rookie, I mean, summer league, but did that help establish your confidence to go in the NBA and score like that? Yeah, definitely, because summer league is kind of uh, getting ready for the league. Everybody's watching you, all the eyes are on you. You know, when the teams, they scout you, they know everything, what you can do. But sometimes you do the things uh, which they don't expect you to do, and then that makes you look different. Uh, that makes you uh, make different on the court. Uh, that gave me a forced confidence. Uh, during the summers, I'm playing with the national team. That also helps me get in the rhythm, get in the shape before the season starts. So I think uh, those summer leagues and national teams uh, was a huge part of me getting in this process. And then your best back-to-back -back games were last year. You had 34 career high against Memphis and 31 against Chicago. Uh, to do it back-to-back -back had to be pretty good as well, right? Yeah, definitely. I can I can say that uh, I was feeling really good. I was feeling it, and we were winning. You know, we were rolling on that time. Uh, that also makes it more valuable for you because sometimes you score, uh, you celebrate your own, but you don't win the game. You know, uh, that's kind of tricky. But when you play good and when your team winning, it's it's totally different fun. Let's go back a little bit. You grew up in Turkey, and you start playing basketball when you're like nine years old. But when you're 15, and for us in America, explain this, like, you know, you, you join the, the EFIS program and you become a player, but you're with your their youth and junior team. And the number associated with that was 250,000. So do you start getting paid when you're 15 years old, even though you're on a, a junior team? I was getting paid. I was also surprised because when I was playing as a kid, I was not thinking about the like professional contracts, those monies, you know. Money was not even like subject for us. And then my agent, I met with the agent. His name is Attila. And then he said, FS is offering you this money, you know, when I was like 15. And uh, you can go play for the senior team. You can get paid. 
But my thing was like, I was playing for fun. I was not really thinking about professional. From that point on, I was like, okay, I'm going to make money from this job. You know, I started looking at this job. And then uh, the life was all different for me because uh, in the same time, you got to deal with the school, you know, you got to go to college, do this all stuff. The European system is a little different than here because it's hard to handle college and uh, professional life, I would say. And that's how the story goes. What was life like in Turkey growing up until, like, for example, to 15 years old? What did your parents do? What was your town like? What was life like? My parents, uh, my mom was housewife all the time. After she got married, she stopped working. Uh, but my dad, uh, I remember him. He was, like, waking up at, like, 5.30, 6 a.m. in the morning. He was coming back home, like, 11 p.m. And then three or four hours sleep again, go back to work, you know. Uh, he was like really working hard. I really appreciate him. When I was growing up, I see that his hard work and then uh, makes me more appreciated what I got right now. And uh, after I start playing basketball, like a professional, you know, after I get the contract, life little changed because everybody was, all my ki- uh, all my friends on the streets, those kids, they were playing on the street, you know, they were playing soccer, but I need to come back home. I need to rest, you know, again, wake up in the morning, practice. I was not like, visiting my family, friends anymore, you know, not playing those games anymore uh, because I got to take care of my body. I got to be professional, you know, I got to do practice three hours, five hours, eight hours, whatever, go to school in the same time. I had more responsibility when I was 15 than the other kids. So I was aware of that. You're six, seven. Where do you think you got your height from? I mean, I'm still trying to figure that out, you know, I don't know yet too, but my dad is not that tall. He's tall, but not that tall. Uh, my mom is also, she's like a little bit maybe uh, over average, but uh, I don't have like short family, but not like tall family too. Worked out for you, right? Yeah. So you mentioned, um, you know, playing when you were 15. So then one of the big things was playing like the Euro, the FIBA Euro tournaments, the, the U18s, and you won the gold in 14 and 15. You come back and get a silver and we can talk about the international competitions with the Turkish national team. But just as a young player, to play with the best people in your country and compete across Europe in those tournaments and then to win it that one year, what, what was that like? I think the national team gives you a lot, you know. I think uh, teaches you more competition, how to be competitive, you know, because in the national team level, every team is good. Like, doesn't matter who you have on the team. Every team is competing. Every team is representing their uh, country. So the competition is more valuable. And it's also like kind of a little bit short business too because you are representing yourself too. All the scouting scouts are watching. And I remember one summer I played for the three different national teams, like senior team, under 19, under 20, whatever, like three different uh, championships. And then uh, that helps me a lot to get experience more to learn again more and then make my name more, you know. And also I represent my country. I was like one of the uh, maybe luckiest guy to play like three different uh, categories. So then when you start playing with Epis, you know, with, with the big guys and you make that transition, you're one of the best young players. You were voted the, the best young player. What was that transition like where now you are playing with men? and you're playing professional basketball. Yeah. On that time when I was playing for FS, uh, I didn't think I'm going to have enough ch- enough chance, enough opportunity with the FS. Then I thought I got to make some decisions, you know, I got to sacrifice something. And then 
I told my agent, like, I need to play. I got to go somewhere else, you know, to play because I knew that I'm not going to play there anymore. Just like three or five minutes sometimes, that's not going to be enough for me to if I want to make it the NBA. And then we decided to go to Bamit. And then the trade happened. I went to Bamit. Uh, and then I got my maybe career year, you know, uh, that four or five months makes me a uh, different player. I grow up more. I learned the game more because as a young player, you are playing. Yes, you are playing the game, but you don't know the game. It's different when you play and you know the game. Uh, right now, when I have the ball, I feel like I have 10 seconds uh, to decide, you know. But when you keep, when you are as a kid, you feel like you have just one second to decide. I think that's the experience comes in. You were drafted in 2016 by the Sixers with the 26th pick, but you opted to stay. Uh, what was that decision like to stay in Europe? And then also when you made the, the decision to come to Philadelphia and start your NBA career? To be honest, the reason that I stayed, uh, I didn't feel ready to come into NBA, you know, uh, on the court, off the court. I just didn't feel ready. Um, I don't think my body was ready to even like when I got the NBA, my body was still not ready. I knew that. But here, things are going quickly. Uh, you have a lot of time individually for the workouts, you know. Uh, you can improve yourself more. Uh, that was one of the reasons that uh, I came the following year. I came here the following year because I thought here, three, four months is going to be really good enough for me to get my body right, you know, to get used to the league. You know, injuries happen, everything happened. I got a little bad luck, but at the end of the day, uh, I think everything worked out. When you came here, and even now, have you found a community or a group of friends that has allowed you to have a life outside basketball when you're away from the court and training? Uh, you mean Turkish community or? <laughs> Any kind of community, friends your age, people in Philadelphia, anything. Yeah, I met with a couple of Turkish guys, you know. I made also like good neighborhoods, you know. I got good neighbors. Uh, like, doesn't matter what time or where do you live? You are, you are making friends. If you are good people, you are making friends. And I think I'm a good people. You know, I find right people. Uh, and I think I'm good at that picking up those good friends because sometimes when you have a lot of people around you, that doesn't mean you are really good people, you know. Uh, I think that's the decision sometimes you're going to make also as athletes because our life is, our time is important too. You know, you're going to spend your time, you got to take care of your body. Uh, you got to find that balance. I think I find it uh, really well. Now, I know it's a little different now with the pandemic, but getting out and about in Philadelphia. But do you get recognized when you're on the streets of Philadelphia? Yeah, I do. I do. Like, I do. Like, you're a fan favorite a little bit, right? Do you feel that vibe? I mean, I feel that after my first two years, it was a little different scenario. But uh, last two years, yeah, it's totally different. Makes yeah. you feel good, right? Yeah, it makes me feel good. Of course, you know, I, I like it. <laughs> Fans here are really special. I mean, you, even though it's not full capacity, yeah. the other night we saw the gamut. They were in love, and then all of a sudden, Giannis sits on the court, and boom, they were all over that. I mean, they don't miss a beat here in Philadelphia, do they? Yeah, the the point that I recognize Philly fans are back when you start missing a couple shots or when you play bad defense, they start booing you, you know? Then, okay, here they come, you know? <laughs> right. No, you're sensitive. I mean, not, not that you're sensitive, but like you say, you're out there. And we are feeling them definitely. That makes that uh, gives us a lot of energy. Yeah, they are definitely you are feeling them. They are really is like supportive. Here is like city of support, city of brotherly love. You know, city of competition. So they want to see the competition. They want to see that blood on the court. You know. Right. Speaking of support, Ben Simmons, your teammate, was very supportive and endorsing you, saying that 
you could play or, you know, one-on-one unstoppable, even better than Novitsky. That must've made you feel good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You're not buying that? I mean, you know, you know how it works. <laughs> Dirk Novitsky. But you have that, uh, like what, that's one of the things I like about your game. Like you, you do, you have the little floaters, um, you've really worked on that to bring different aspects to your offensive repertoire, if you will. Talk about that. Yeah, sometimes uh, when people know what you can do, you got to do something different because uh, after a couple of games, even like us, when we scout somebody, we know like his kitchen shoot, he shoots dribble off the bounce, whatever. So they are taking those away. You know, the defense are working on it. And then you got to find some solutions to create something for yourself uh, because sometimes the game is not coming to you. You got to go get it. And sometimes the game is just finding you. And I'm trying to find like uh, my rhythm on my mid range, my floaters again. I know I can, I'm really good like at catch and shoot, but I'm trying to do some uh, pick and roll stuff this year, especially with the second unit. You know, me and Shake, we are handling the ball more than last year. I think that's the biggest difference uh, for me this year. Speaking of Shake and the second unit, um, during this recent six game winning streak, you guys were just so good. And a lot of it, I mean, the fortunes of the team may reflect on how well you guys are able to continue to score. And I know it's pressure, but that, that is pressure. Pressure is part of the NBA. Talk about that and how well you guys have been able to produce of late off the bench. Yeah, there's pressure on every game. Like you said, there's pressure, the game of pressure, you know, in NBA. And uh, with the second unit, I'm saying this every time, we have really good potential. Like defensively, we can be really good too. As, uh, I don't think people know that enough, but defensively, we can be really good too because Dwight is a big part. Matisse is a really big part on defense. I think uh, it's really helpful in offense the same way. Like if we can uh, play like last five, six game, the same way if we can keep it up, I think we're going to be really dangerous for the teams because you know, we know our first unit, they're going to do their job. Sometimes when they're down, we're going to pick them up. Sometimes when we are down, they got to pick the bus. Uh, so it's like, uh, a little bit weird, but I think uh, overall uh, we have like really good fit. I want to go back to that thing about pressure a little bit because I don't think sometimes the average fan realizes what it's like to be a professional player. They see the salaries, they see you private jets traveling around the country and in your case around the world, but it's from your coach, it's yeah. from your teammates, it's from I mean, the pressure to execute and produce comes from all sides. The fans yeah. speak to that a little bit and how you deal with it. I will say this. Uh, it's a little bit changing from team to teams because we are playing for the championship. Like, there is no better pressure than this. You know, every game is so important for us. Every position matters. Like, we see, as we saw last night, you know, two nights ago, uh, we lost the game by, like, two, three points. You know, every position matters. Just one free throw, one tax, Doc Rivers, he's saying this every time. Like, positions matter. It's going to come and hunt you. And that happens in the NBA. Every game, every position matter. So that brings the pressure because you know you got to do the right decision on that position because it's not. End of the game, it's going to come and hunt you. And uh, I think overall, people, when they look at it from the outside, we travel, like you said, you know, we have, we're living in the good hotels. But in the same time, you got to take care of your body. You got to recover. Uh, you cannot go eat every time, you know, you got to rest, you got to sleep. Uh, you need to be professional. You got to uh, be good in the team, you know, 
when you play bad or when you play good, you cannot really change because another day is coming, another game is coming. So it's a lot of pressure. There. With that in mind, you guys are going to begin a stretch starting over the weekend as we speak. You know, you play at home and then you go to New York and then you're going to be out west for that entire week. You're going to come back. Actually, you have a game in Cleveland at the end of a West Coast trip, which I've only seen once, where you have another game tacked on. But you come home, you play Memphis, and then you go to Boston, New Orleans, Dallas, Oklahoma. It's a stretch, if I'm not mistaken, that's like 20 of 23 days away. And I know you got to take it one game at a time, but you really have to get yourself geared up and ready mentally, physically, everything you just spoke about, taking care of your body and all that. That's quite a stretch coming up. Have you thought about that going forward a little bit? Yeah, like you said, for example, playing in the West Coast is a different game. So you got to be focused because I think in West Coast, uh, game is more faster than you expect. Uh, I think in East Coast, like game is a little bit more slower. Uh, but in West Coast, everybody's like pushing the ball. You know, they're trying to play hard. And you just got to go and get the game. Like, that's it. You just got to go out there and then let them know that we are here to win all these games. We are not letting, we are not getting any off days here. We are not here for vacation. We are just, we are not here for good weather. You know, we are just here for the, win the game. And when you come back to the East Coast again, again, it's going to be the same mentality, same goal for us. And it's going to be more and more important because every game is going to be matter at the end of the game and uh, at the end of the day because playoff is on the door already. So it's going to be so quick. Um, and then when we close on our, close our eyes and let me open it, you're going to say, okay, here's the first game of playoffs. Let's go. We're going to play. So it's going to be so quick. Last thought, but what do you do? I'm sure you have to do you communicate with the WhatsApp or back home. Uh, and, and what do you do during your downtime? Like, do you play video games? Do you read? How do you occupy your time? And how do you stay in touch with your friends yeah. and family back home in Turkey? I'm trying to do a little bit of meditation, you know, uh, just to be calm, uh, just to take that stress away a little bit. I'm trying to read. I'm trying to watch some uh, TV, TV shows, uh, some movies. Uh, it's hard to communicate with Turkey sometimes because whatever we do during the day, when I go back home like 3, 4 p.m., it's almost like uh, 10 p.m., 11 p.m. in Turkey. Everybody's like about to sleep. Like you want to talk to them, but sometimes they don't want to talk to you. You know, <laughs> you're not fun for them anymore because they're already in the sleeping mood. But uh, I'm trying to be like uh, calling my family, friends, just like heads up, just to have like different conversation because we are into basketball every time, every second. You want to hear something else different than basketball to take right. you away. And what about March Madness? Do you get into the college basketball, the tournament that's going on right now? I mean, of course, I will follow. Uh, I'm going to try to watch a little bit of games. Uh, but I don't know what's the what's the March Madness going to look like this year? Because, like, for them also, it's all new game, you know? And what about double last thing? Yeah. What about the camaraderie of being with a team and you guys joking around, you're together on the bus, on the plane, in the locker room, on the court? That bond that, that, that has been created just by being together and rooting for one another, playing for one another, uh, talk about that chemistry a little bit. I think we have really good people in the organization from players to the front office, like whatever. Uh, I think everybody's good. Everybody's positive. Uh, but sometimes positiveness, it doesn't bring you to success. You know, sometimes you got to talk about negative things too, because life is not good every time on the court of the court. And I think this year we are doing that. Like we are talking uh, a lot. We are sharing a lot. We are laughing together. 
and we are and we are winning you know and as long as you play good and better on the court and together on the court uh, i think you are better friend of the court too it, it's like uh, it affects and i think dwight is really good you know to making team better uh he's like i think leading the team like off the court and on the court too he's communicating like uh, he's talking a lot danny tobias those guys are doing their things uh i think we have all good people that's great Burkan, thank you so much. We wish you the best. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. If you like what you're hearing, consider subscribing to the 76ers Podcast Network feed or giving us a follow wherever you get your pods. And if that happens to be on Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a rating. I'm Tom McGinnis. Talk to you down the road. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart.